you know, as we work day to day, there's so much that's going on with these companies. You know, they're so dynamic that sometimes people may not feel vulnerable enough to say, you're giving me a lot of tasks where I need to invent, but it actually gives me anxiety to invent, right? Yeah. Um, but, but having this framework can lead to those type of conversations, you know, and, and then the leader is going to say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that, you know, maybe we need to either look internally, um, you know, to, to be able to fill that role, or maybe we do need to go outside, you know, and look for people that are naturally energized by invention, if, if that's what that company needs. Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. My name is Molly Nolan, I am your episode host, and with me today, I have my lovely colleague, Sydney Bates. Sydney is a project manager here at NCG, and has joined us in the past to talk about the DISC behavioral assessment that we see too frequently within our work and coaching. Today, she brings a new tool to the table, Working Genius. It's a tool used to identify an individual's unique strengths and areas of expertise which helps teams and individuals identify in what aspects of the work life cycle they find joy and fulfillment, and in what others they find frustration. We all have geniuses. You're a genius, I'm a genius. But in what exactly? Let's get started with Sydney and find out. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. All right, let us jump into it. Sydney Bates, welcome back to the podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me back, Molly. Yeah, of course. Uh, so Sydney Bates, those who have listened to the podcast in the past should recognize um, both the name and the voice. Um, she j- last joined us for a kind of intro, really foundational um, episode on DISC, which obviously we love here at NCG. Uh, Sydney's also a project manager here at Nolan Consulting Group and is fantastic. We love her. So Sydney, why are we back here today? What else have you jumped into, you know, d- like head first into kind of in, in the similar, let me say similar concept of DISC, but you seem to really love to understand people. I think, I mean, um, you know, one of my red threads from people that have listened to our, um, our, our book club um, have you, you kind of just get these things that you're like, oh, I'm really good at that. And I really love doing it. And for me, that's behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so as a part of my individ- individual development plan um, with Colin, who I report to, uh, we were talking about my professional growth and my professional development. And, um, you know, we were talking about ways that I can grow, you know, professionally and, and you know, um, as, as a, as a future coach. And, you know, he was saying, you know, you should become expert in something. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, okay, you know, for me, expert is a big word. I take that very seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, because I love, I love knowledge. I love acquiring knowledge. Um, and so, so I had had gone back and I had done some research, of course, you know, like you said, at NCG, we love this, um, you know, we love reading, we have our book club, um, you know, we love continuing our education. And so I went back to all of, you know, kind of the authors that we follow. And um, Patrick Lencioni was one of those 
you know, authors, you know, um, I, I did the book club podcast on the ideal team player um, that he wrote. And so I, I, you know, went on his website and signed up for um, his newsletter or, or something um, to the sort. And so it was maybe last summer, I got an email that he was going to be releasing a new book. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. You know, let me, let me, let me see what this is about, right? Um, and with that book came, you know, a free assessment if you signed up for the, the, the pre, pre-launch, right? And so that book ended up being The Six Types of Working Genius. Um, and so I guess I was sort of an, an early mover. You sure were. In the working genius world. Um, you know, so I took the assessment and, and again, me loving, you know, behavior and understanding and, and going deeper within people. It was right up my alley. Um, and then, you know, but it, that kind of was just something that I, you know, I did it. I, I, I went through it. Um, you know, I got the book and I read it. Um, but then, you know, as time went along, I think a, a couple others of us at NCG, um, you know, started learning about it, started hearing about it, started reading the book. I know, you know, both um, Andrew and Maureen internally um, have really dove in and grasped it, read the book, um, listened to their podcasts as well. Um, so it, it really sort of developed in that way. Um, and then recently, just a few months ago, you know, again, as, as a part of um, my IDP, um, they released a working genius uh, certification training. Um, and, and so I was actually, you know, able to go through that, that training with the table group um, and become a certified working genius uh, facilitator. So it was, it was two days um, of, you know, online, but I think it was two four-hour sessions. Um, so pretty intensive um, training where, you know, we learned all about the tool, how to, how to use them, leverage them. Uh, with individuals, teams, and organizations. I love that it came or that it stemmed from an IDP conversation because something yeah. that you began to dive into individually as part of your development has now since impacted our team and is now going to impact clients in a really great, yeah. great way. So kudos to you for stemming uh, a movement here with within NCG and uh, bringing working genius into the fold. I know, like you said, Andrew and Maureen from our team have really embraced it. And it's become like a language that's talked about now in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to kind of pull back a little bit, the book, The Six Types of Working Genius, A Better Way to Understand Your Gifts, Your Frustrations, and Your Team by Patrick Lenzioni. Patrick is the founder of The Table Group, which is an organization mm-hmm. that does a lot of consulting and works with organizations as well. He's got a really, he's got a lot of great books like The Ideal Team Player, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. So yeah. topics that are not necessarily new to um, our listeners here or what we coach to per se. So it's funny. I was just in, in preparation for this conversation, listening to the working genius podcast. So they have the table group podcast, and then they have the working genius podcast. And I listened to episode one, cause I really wanted to kind of hear from the get-go, like their, um, their excitement around it. And boy, oh boy, the table group is really psyched about this working genius discovery. So tell they us, are. tell us why Sydney, what about working? Like what's the concept of working genius that is shifting a movement here? 
Yeah, so you know the the working genius really is a it's a better way to understand you know they say your gifts, your frustrations, and and then understanding your greater team, right? Um, and so there's there's six different types of of geniuses that I'll go into each of those six geniuses, but they can be funneled into three different types of categories. Um, and and so when we're when we're looking at at, at the geniuses. It's in relation to your work and the type of tasks that you're doing in your day. And are those tasks aiding to your energy or draining your energy? So the working genius, everybody has two working geniuses, and those are our true geniuses or gifts. Um, they're activities that give us joy, energy, passion. Um, so Patrick, he actually uses um, a a way to store your coffee as an analogy to okay. to the geniuses um and so if you are in your geniuses that's like using you know a, a top of the line yeti thermos right when you pour that coffee into that thermos it's going to stay hot right it's going to almost be a sustainable cycle of energy and that's what's happening when you're working in your two geniuses right you're deriving energy from those. So it, you know, you're just like a train plugging along, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have your working frustrations. Um, so everybody has two working frustrations. And you know, your frustrations are sort of the opposite of genius. So the frustrations are going to pull or drain that energy away from us. Um, so, you know, for for most of us, it's areas that probably naturally we're not really good at, right? Um, doesn't have to be, but a lot of the times it is. Um, and, and it's just areas where, you know, if you are working in those two areas heavily in your in your role, um, you know, that may lead to burnout, right? Um, after a while. And he describes those, um, so your frustrations as a cup with a hole in it, right? So you're putting inputs in but it's not retaining anything. It's just going right out, right? And so, so that's what's happening when people are working in their frustrations. And then in the middle, you have your competencies. Um, so competencies are, you know, the middle ground. It's it's not feeding, but it's not draining either. Um, you know, competencies can become a trap. Um, you know, those um, those that are familiar with SL two, you know, I, I kind of liken it to the to the D two dip, right? So it's it's a it's a piece where um, when you're working in your competencies, you can be very very skilled at your competencies, but if it's not a genius, it's not giving you that energy. So a lot of the times, people are working in their competencies a majority of the time, mm. and they get kind of stuck there, right? Because totally. you're good at it. Yeah. So so people are constantly giving you tasks in your competencies because they know that you're good at it. Like in, in the book, um, the CEO and the example that uh, that they give in the book, um, that's kind of the position that he's in. So because of his role, he's working a lot in his competencies, but his geniuses are different, right? And he has to be aware to pull out of his competencies and work in his geniuses to be able to have that energy to be a more productive member of the team. Um, and so, so those are the three areas. So everybody is going to have your two geniuses, your two competencies, and your two frustrations. Sasha, I feel like I could even relate what you just said to another book, um, Rocket Fuel and Visionary Integrator. Yeah. 
and vision, yeah. a visionary who's trying to be an integrator is really probably leaning more into their competence, their, their working competencies or frustration than they are their genius. And that's why nothing's working yes. because they are not, yes. they are not fueled by the integration process. They just want to dream. Right. Right. Don't right. you exactly. love how it, everything that we do, like in some way interconnects with something else? Exactly. And, and I think it, it might have been Andrew who said that first was, you know, one of the reasons why the table group is probably so excited about the working genius is that there's always been something, right? There's always been some missing piece of all of this knowledge and content that we coach to and that we implement with our clients. And it is the working genius, right? It's, it's that, you know, that missing piece of, but he, yeah, you know, he's such a good craftsman, but he hates being a field leader. Right. And mm -hmm. why, right. You know, um, you know, and, and the working genius can really, really kind of clarify that, um, for people once we understand. So let's go into the six types of working genius and give us like a high level view of each one. And then we'll talk about a little more specifically, you know, we take in the assessment, what we are, uh, just to yeah. provide some, you know, some background or some context. Um, but let's start with number one, and that is wonder. What does that mean, sure. Sydney? Yeah. Yeah. So wonder is, is the first part of the process. So when they were coming up with the, with the geniuses, they almost looked at the stages of work and, you know, how does something, you know, in the organization go from that very first stage to being implemented. And it starts with wonder. So people that have the genius of wonder are the people that are constantly, you know, curious. They're constantly pondering. They may be the people that are constantly asking why and why and why and why, right? Um, they're, they're the ones that are identifying um, potential and opportunity um, in given situations. And, and they are probably going to be the people that are going to say, hmm, I could see a change here. And, and why is this like this? Maybe we should be doing it differently. So the next is invention. So after, after the idea has been thought about, mm -hmm. then it goes into invention. So those people are the people that are going to take that wonder, right? Take those questions and really start crafting something. So people that have the invention, uh, sorry, the genius of invention are naturally gifted at creation, right? Cre and creation from the ground up. Right. I think a lot of people are good at taking something that already exists and pushing it forward. Yeah, totally. But invention, yeah, invention is really from ground zero, a novel idea, a novel solution. Um, you know, they're, they're finding that need and they're generating an idea um, for that. For that so they're need. excited by that blank piece of paper, whereas oh, somebody yeah. else who doesn't necessarily have that genius is terrified by that blank piece exactly. of paper. <laughs> Yes, yes, yep, hit the nail on the head there. So so after we've wandered and we've invented, um, the next stage is discernment. Um, and so people that that have the genius of discernment, those are the the people that are that are hmm, really let me test this out, right? They may be they may be seen as the skeptics, right? But they're so intuitive and instinctive at evaluate evaluating ideas and solutions. Um, so they're going to be the people that, you know, after after it's been thought about, after it's been created, they're going to be the people that are going to pick it apart and find ways to make it better, right? Um, and, and which we definitely need those on a team um, to be able to make the best solution for our objectives. 
Absolutely. So All right, give us number so, four. Yeah. So once we've, you know, we've got that idea, we've tinkered with it a little bit. Now it's time to rally the troops and we're going to go to the galvanizers for them. So people with the genius of galvanizing, they are inspiring. Um, they tend to, to be people that can bring a lot of energy. Um, they're, they want to organize and, and they want to, again, rally the troops for action. Um, you know, they're going to be the people that are going to be able to, you know, in that, you know, maybe for our clients, it's in that annual planning meeting, once they have that CPC summary generated, they're going to be the, 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 the person on the team that's going to say, all right, guys, let's go out and let's do this, right? We have this plan and, and let's put energy behind it to move it forward. Those are going to be our galvanizers. It's funny, as we go through these, um, I certain people come right to mind. <laughs> oh, yes. And we'll, we'll dive into that a little further. Um, yeah. But I, I, yeah. Would, I would imagine that we have some listeners on here as well who are being like, yeah, that sounds like so-and-so. Yes. Okay, give us number five. Okay. Um, so number five is is enablement. And, you know, I, I want to preface here. I, I think this word may, may have some baggage to it. Um, mm -hmm. Enablement is not a bad thing. In, in this context, it is not a bad thing at all. It is definitely needed on a team um, and, and in these stages of work. Um, so people that have the genius of enablement, um, they are naturally gifted at encouragement and assistance. So those are going to be the people on the team that once we've got this idea and we're pushing it through, those are going to be the people that have no problems that actually love encouraging, assisting people to implement that idea. Um, there are supporters within within um, the workplace, um, and and really, you know, the key here is that for them, it does drive them energy. They want to be the people that when they see somebody struggling, they want to jump in and help that person. Very important. And, Yes, of course. So that brings us to the last one, which is tenacity. Um, and so tenacity, last one, pushing our projects and our tasks across the finish line. Um, so people with tenacity, um, they are ensuring that our ideas or our solution gets completed and that the desired results are achieved. Um, so people with tenacity are going to be um, looking at the product, making sure that everything, all the boxes are checked, all the details are there and really carrying it through. Um, from my certification, from listening to all the content that the table group has put out about tenacity, um, this is one that if a team is lacking, it's very apparent because they can come up with all these things, they can get really excited about it and then, oh, where does it go? Nothing happens. Right, yeah. exactly. Because there's not that person on the team that's constantly thinking, okay, but let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Right. So that's going to be our people with the genius of tenacity. So ideally, a perfect team, if that exists, was mm -hmm. should have or would hope to have some aspect of all of these six types of working geniuses amongst that team distributed maybe a little bit differently, but to have a presence of that working genius. Yep. Yep. That, that's, that's definitely correct. Um, you know, when, when we're looking for a balanced team, um, we're, we're looking for um, all of the geniuses to be represented. But um, I should say that, you know, in, in especially in larger companies, um, being able to break out into even smaller teams, right? And say, well, well, this team can have people of these geniuses because their roles relate to this, right? 
um, or or yeah. this team, it's okay for them to have these geniuses because their role relates to that, right? Um, going back to my certification, we actually had to do a, a what they called the teach back exercise. Um, so we were presented a company, we were presented a scenario, we were presented with their team map, and based off of the scenario that was happening, we had to do a full, um, I want to say it was 10-minute debrief. Um, and so I'm, I'm doing this debrief with people I've only met over Zoom, so that was very interesting. Yeah. Pretty much doing debriefs by myself. Um, and the example that I had was a, a, um, a research institute um, that the two people in the organization that had wonder and invention were retiring. So um, they, and they were on a specific team that, that worked on the ideas from the very beginning. So it wasn't that the whole company was going to be, you know, missing a point, but definitely that initial yeah. um, ideation stage people, they were definitely going to be seeing a hole there when those, when those team members left. So, you know, it's not that, um, that everybody, you know, that the whole team needs to have areas in, in one um, genius or all geniuses, I guess I should say. But it's it's about awareness, right? And with any of these assessments, it's, that's really what it is. It's about awareness and and how we can leverage the geniuses. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fantastic tool, and it sounds like, and um, I'm sure that there's there's talk on this, but is the table group recommending that this is um, considered as part of the hiring process to ensure that who you're hiring for for a certain particular role? Um, has a certain has certain geniuses that are going to succeed or are needed for that role? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it definitely can be used in the hiring process. Um, but from from what they've coached to really understanding the team first, right? Um, so really making sure that the existing employees that you have, that you're especially your management teams, that you've done working geniuses on all of them, you've done. Um, a team map, you've done a team debrief um, to be able to understand where you work. And maybe you'll even find um, some shifting that may need to be done in specific roles based on the geniuses, right? Because when we, um, I think, you know, as we work day to day, there's so much that's going on with these companies, you know, they're so dynamic that sometimes people may not, um, you know, slow down and look and feel vulnerable enough to say, I know you guys you know, you're giving me a lot of tasks that, um, where I need to invent, but it actually gives me anxiety to invent, right? Yeah. Um, but, but having this framework can lead to those type of conversations, you know, and, and then the leader is going to say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that, you know, maybe we need to either look internally, um, you know, to, to be able to fill that role, or maybe we do need to go outside, you know, and look for people that are naturally energized by invention, if, if that's what that company needs. What it does is it provides language for what a lot yes. that that allows us to speak to or actually now verbalize a lot of what we feel or are thinking, but are not sure how to say it because we don't we don't. I mean, I can think of just that scenario alone. Someone who has anxiety about inventing, but they're in that maybe in or in that role or, or being given new roles to invent, they they're afraid to speak up because they don't want to uh, lose their job, lose an opportunity, yeah. be look like they don't care or aren't trying. But now, but now that they can use that language and there's an understanding of, of why there's a struggle there. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. And, and I think, you know, on the flip side, um, you know, when we've had, you know, in all of our companies, we've had 
um, team members leave. And, and there may be a, you know, oh my gosh, this came out of the blue. I had no idea, you know, and, and I'd be curious to see if we went back and did a working genius on that person, you know, if they were working in their frustrations, you know, a lot of the time and for whatever reason, you know, that, that wasn't addressed, that wasn't brought to light. And, and they just felt that the best thing for them was, was to leave and to find a new position. Um, So that would be very interesting. So talk to us a little bit about um, the assessment itself, taking, you know, taking a working genius assessment. What does that look like? Um, I mean, our whole team did it. How do others go about taking it? Yeah. So, you know, the working genius assessment, um, it's, it's not a long assessment at all. Um, super easy to take. You can go to uh, workinggenius.com and um, there's a link right there to buy the assessment. I think they're, um, you know, they're, they're not expensive at all. Um, so I highly suggest um, people going in and, um, and taking the assessment. Um, and then, you know, for, for our current clientele, um, you know, if, if you're interested in, in going deeper in, in your report, in your assessment, definitely, if you're interested in implementing um, this with your team, you know, please talk to your coach, please reach out to me, you know, we'd be happy to, to set up, um, you know, more in-depth debriefs of the reports. I love it. So when you take the assessment, it's not very long. It took uh, maybe 10, 15 minutes at most. Yeah. 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 Um, and then like all assessments, you're given, um, a long page report, although this report is a lot less, is a lot shorter than the disc the disc report. I think it's 12 pages compared to maybe 30 something. And I will say that the report does a really, really nice job of breaking it all down and and really speaking to your, to your personal geniuses and and frustrations. Um, so we did it, our whole team did it. And we were able to kind of see where, you know, what we had, what we were missing. It it explained a lot about certain people and what kind of like disc, why we are the way we are or or why we thrive in certain things. Um, when we, in looking at our team map, anything that surprised you or, um, was, or, or you think you want to, you know, interesting enough to share? Yeah. Um, I don't think anything surprised me. <laughs> I think, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is about our team. I mean, I, I, I actually, I do know what it is about our team. Um, I think we're we're a very close knit team, and because we we utilize DISC and and so many other things, I think we um, understand each other, um, you know, very very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so so for me, looking at this, you know, I I wasn't surprised at all. Um, one thing that I can share that I found interesting, you know, being um, you know the majority of our team does coach, right? Yeah. Um, and almost all of our coaches have, um, they're either discernment and galvanizing are their geniuses or they have both discernment and galvanizing as a genius. Um, so I thought that was really interesting and no one in our company has discernment as a frustration. Um, so we're all very discerning people. <laughs> Which, which I think, I think makes sense given, given the, the, the industry that we're in, right. Um, you know, taking ideas and looking at them and, and really being able to, to break down and see, okay, this is going to work. This is not going to work. And, you know, because we are advising people, right. Yep. Uh, so, so that did, um, that did, you know, was interesting to me and then, you know, coaches being galvanizing, right. Um, you know, that's, that, that's a, 
coaches and then Maureen. So, um, you know, um, Maureen effectively known as coach Mo in internally, she, she was a lacrosse and field hockey coach for many years before joining us and a little bit even with joining us. And so she, her geniuses are galvanizing and enablement. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, you know, she, she is, you know, she rallies the troops, you know, she's supportive. Um, and I think that was, that was no secret there. So that was, that was pretty interesting to me knowing where she had come from, um, you know, her, um, where she spent a lot of time before and her having those geniuses. Absolutely. What are Brian's working geniuses? Brian's are discernment and galvanizing, which are actually the same as Colin, um, and Jay, our newest, um, business coach, Jim Bradley. and um, Steve Talkington, actually. All, so I all think five of them? Five of them, yes. Five of them have discernment and galvanizing as geniuses. Very cool. So, yeah. What are your geniuses, Sydney? So my geniuses are tenacity and discernment. Um, when, when we look at, so each genius pair has a um, tagline, I guess, associated with it. And so I'm the uh, judicious accomplisher. Uh, what which what I think... a title, the judicious <laughs> accomplisher. I mean, that sounds, yeah. um, that sounds pretty important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 when I explain it to people, uh, my geniuses, I, I like to think of a missile. So the, the discernment is the calculating the making sure that everything that I, that I've picked it apart. I've located the target, right? I, I've located exactly um, what I should be doing. And the tenacity is, you know, the blast off, right? The tenacity is, is getting it done. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I, I think, and, and that's, you know, what they talk about a reliable, prudent, focused doer, unique converse, uh, uh, combination, practical urgency, urgency and intuitive judgment. Um, so, so those are my, my geniuses um, are tenacity and discernment. And then, you know, if we flip to my frustrations um, are enablement and galvanizing, um, which means that if you would like to get something done, uh, I'm, I'm definitely your girl. Um, but if you, if you need um, some, especially some heavy duty support in an area, um, you know, it's not to say that I can't do it, but um, you know, th those are working frustrations for me. You're like, just get it done. Why do you need yeah. help? <laughs> well, and, and you know, I mean, we, we, as you said, you know, it's become a language. We, we've talked about this a lot, you know, as a team and um, I can't, who was it? Um, oh, uh, D, of course, Deidre. Um, you know, she also has tenacity. And, and so we were talking about it from a personal light. Um, when people come to us to vent, they're just venting, right? They're there, you know, they just want a round table and vent. Um, but our tenacity is thinking about doing. And so, so she has, you know, shared that with her, her friend group, she makes it a point to ask them, are you just venting or, or would you like me to, to actually do here? Because our yeah. minds jump to, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry that you're going through the situation, but what can we do about it? Right. Um, and, and so that's how I am you know, as a thinker, my mind, you know, I'm discerning, I'm listening to, to what someone is telling me. And then I'm, you know, coming up, I have that plan. And it's, you know, it's an, it's an action plan. 
I have heard that particular phrase before, and I feel like no matter who you are, what your working geniuses are, that particular phrase can be really helpful in all relationships, in all contexts. Mm-hmm. When oh, someone sure. when someone is saying something, to you do you do you just need me to listen, or do you do you want me to respond with um, recommendations and advice or solution? Because some people yeah. just want to spew and don't want to hear what you have to say. Right. And that's fine. We, <laughs> we just, just wanted a moment. We just needed a moment. So setting expectations can just really help set the table in a nice, in a nice way. So, so my geniuses, Sydney, are discernment and enablement. And tell me, what what does that mean about me? So, so Molly, you are the insightful collaborator and intuitive, empathetic advisor and a team player selfless and compassionate in providing others with what they need in the right way. And I can so we're, see that. So we're pretty opposite a little bit when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think opposite, you know, alike in the discernment, right? So yes. alike in that, I think, you know, if we were in a meeting together or, or I mean, we actually worked together for mm-hmm. the, for, for my first year here, um, you know, we, we're good at, at making sure that we're doing the right things. It's, it's, and then from there, we, we go into our differences where I'm into tenacity and, and you're into, you know, enablement. But I, um, I mean, I, I thought we worked very well. We did. And, we did. And, you know, I, I think, you know, both, um, you we know, do. we still work we together do. technically. We, we still, yeah. Yeah. A larger team. Yeah. Um, you know, tenacity and enablement are both in the implementation stage, which I know we're going to get into um, on a later episode. Um, but, you know, so we were both working, you know, in those stages of work. Um, so so maybe not that different than it actually may seem. And it's my frustrations are invention and wonder, and I'm not entirely surprised by that. I, I'm a person who can get a blank piece of paper and be like, oh no, where do I, where do I begin? But yeah. if you give me a little bit of a framework, I can take it and I yes. can, and I can run with it. But the starting, yeah. the starting from scratch, it sometimes to me is a little daunting and I don't necessarily yeah. love it. Um, we, we have other people on the team for that. We've got people who like to vision exactly. and, like, and who like to dream, but then need somebody else to take it home. So exactly. And, every, that, and that's, you know, that's the beauty. That is, that is the beauty. So what's the, so what here, how do we utilize all this information um, that we learn about ourselves, that we learn about our team and how do we actually apply it? And of course, we'll dive into this more on our next episode, but give us like the, the high level, the so what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the so what here is really, you know, the word that we keep that we keep passing around is, is that genius and working from your geniuses. Um, so, you know, I think for so many people, um, when you look at your your job and your role and, and what you are called to do on a day to day basis, and after you've taken the assessment, and look to see, you know, how much of that am I really working in my geniuses? Um, you know, if, if I could share for a bit, um, you know, Colin, um, in our huddle this week, he um, came to me with the internal project um, at, that, that we're going to be doing at NCG. And he asked me, you know, not only if I had the time to do it, but if I'd be interested in doing it. And I'm like, of course I am. This is exactly working in my geniuses, right? Um, it, it's exactly, you know, um, using my discernment and my tenacity to do something for the group. Um, so for me, it was a no-brainer, um, you know, to be able to to take that on. 
Um, but, you know, on the flip side, he, he could have gone to, to somebody else um, who maybe, and I think that it's, again, it's not that they wouldn't have been good at it. It's that they, they may not have been working in their geniuses. So if, if that was the majority of their day, and maybe in other role and other tasks that they'd be doing for us, they'd be working in their geniuses, we'd need to balance that out. Um, so, so really the so what here is, you know, understanding your geniuses, working from your geniuses, being able to implement this language within your team to make you a more productive and effective team, um, to be able to understand um, where as a team you're strong and where as a team you may need to be aware depending on what type of activities you guys are going to be doing in your work um, and, and really having that understanding um, to just to just make each other better. I love it. And we'll definitely dive into that uh, in, with more depth in a, a follow-up episode. I know you, you, you mentioned like the elevation of the work and the responsive versus disruptive um, mm -hmm. within, within the environment. Um, one thing I want to end here, because I, I think it's important um, given that we have spoken so much to DISC and we've really try to educate listeners or apply the DISC language to, to roles, to behaviors, um, or, or, you know, with the hiring process, how does DISC work in conjunction with Working Genius? Does it work in conjunction? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I definitely think that it does work in conjunction. Um, and, I, and I definitely want, um, you know, want our listeners to understand that it, it's not an either or, right? Um, the way that I see it is, is that DISC is really a behavioral and motivational assessment tool. Um, so, so with DISC, you know, with the behavioral styles, we're looking at what type of behavior is someone likely to display. And then with the driving forces, we're looking at the why behind that behavior. Um, so people could have the same DISC profile, but different working geniuses. I mean, Molly, um, with your team, so so Molly, Jen, and Maureen, mm -hmm. you guys all um, are IS disc profiles, but you have different working geniuses, right? Yep. I think you guys all actually have enablement as the same, um, but you all have different working geniuses, right? Um, so funny. what the working genius is and, and how they describe it at the table group, it's an 80% productivity tool, 20% personality. Right. So the working genius, the majority of the working genius, the bread and butter um, is the productivity. It's looking at how people work. Right. Um, it's looking at leveraging the strengths to be productive and fulfilled at work. Um, so we may be able to, to gain or garner a little bit about that from the disk assessment, you know, mm -hmm. um, but the disk assessment isn't really um, taking into account as deeply what type of work and how do people work in their geniuses and and when we when we um when we really put as as they've had the stages of work and the elevations of work um when we look at it like in that realm that's where the two can be married together i love it i love the just the idea of getting a better um more in-depth understanding of the people on your team because at the end of the day it's teams that win so when you can yes be empowering your team, understanding your team, um, understanding how to create a high-performing team using tools like this, um, you're on the track for, for success. I agree more. 
Well, Sydney, thank you so much for introducing us to the world of Working Genius. Um, I can guarantee to our listeners, this is not the first episode. There will be more, especially going into the next level, but I'm sure in future conversations, this this topic alone is going to be brought into other things that we're, that we're discussing because like all tools, like we've talked about earlier, things, it's, it's a network, things kind of blend together and how we can utilize all of our resources and our tools uh, to elevate elevate our work and our our game per se uh, that that's that's a win for us um, as I mentioned there is a, a working genius podcast with Patrick Lencioni for those that really um, are are grasping this and want to dive in more I mean they go way 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 more in depth than Sydney and I probably ever will because it's their their model um, highly recommend taking a listen if this has piqued your interest and uh reach out to us. Let us know what you think. We would love to debrief your working genius assessment. Um, you'll, we'll put you right in touch with Sydney. Great. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, until next time, Sydney, thank you so much and we'll see you soon. You're welcome. Thanks, Molly. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.